0: All right. Let's turn our Bibles tonight to the book of Psalms. We'll be in Psalms 100, a familiar uh, chapter in the Bible, familiar passage of Scripture, and uh, continue praying for. Uh, many of our member, members who are recovering from sickness, and uh, the last one that we, uh, several have been discharged from the hospital, Mrs. Mary Powell is still in the hospital, so continue praying for her. But she is making good progress, and they're ho- hopefully uh, going to be able to discharge her in the next couple of days. And so continue to pray uh, for her and many of our members who are traveling, recovering from sickness, and uh, we, cont- we look forward to getting everyone back together in the near future. Psalms 100, I'll read the entire chapter. It is a familiar chapter uh, for us and a uh, familiar topic tonight. And uh, if you uh, have not guessed, it's the Tuesday night before Thanksgiving. Uh, The theme is going to be Thanksgiving tonight. And so uh, let's read Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, Come before His presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people, and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him, and bless His name. For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. A wonderful passage of Scripture. A comforting passage of Scripture. It reminds us that God is in control. Uh, God, God, we didn't make ourselves, God made us. So that if God made us, uh, He's got the things in control that we can't control. Uh, I'm thankful that as we, as we, it's a wonderful way to end the chapter, for the Lord is good. That's just a great statement, isn't it? For the Lord is good. Uh, His mercy is everlasting in <coughs> His truth endureth to all generations i'm thankful for the heritage that i have i have a great heritage i'm thankful for the heritage of my grandparents were christians i think of that age and that era and uh, how truth was not just relevant but truth was well uh, you could depend on those truths in their generation same is true in my generation i'm thankful that generations to come the truth of the word of god is still going to endure and you can still build a life on the truth. But I want to I uh, focus tonight on verse number 4. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him, and bless His name. Uh, if you can see two key words and two themes that are tied together, it's thanksgiving and praise. The two go together. If you have a praise problem, it's because you have a thanksgiving problem. If you have a thanksgiving problem or a gratefulness problem, you're going to have a praise problem. And we're commanded to give, be, be, give thanks, and we are commanded to praise. If we can get one settled, it will help with the other and vice versa. And so I want to uh, bring a study tonight on thanksgiving and praise. Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight as uh, we look into your word. May uh, the truths be real to us tonight. May we be reminded of the importance of thanksgiving and praise. May we be reminded tonight that uh, thanksgiving in the life of a Christian is not an annual event, but it should actually be a daily occurrence. Father, I pray that you would bless your people tonight. May this help us uh, have a a stronger walk with you. May it help us in our perspective uh, as we consider you and your blessings and goodness to us. We ask this in Jesus' name. As I've already mentioned, thanksgiving and praise are two things that are intertwined. You cannot truly offer praise with an unthankful heart. And likewise, if you have an unthankful heart, you are not going to be likely to give praise. So it's very important, and there are so many things as a child of God that we should give attention to on a daily basis. And let me just remind all of us, Uh, God has us here to honor Him. Uh, We should live to honor Him. Uh, I should live my day to bring honor and glory to Him. Uh, That is something that we should do. That is something uh, that I I believe all of us would be in agreement of that tonight. That is something, if we're going to bring honor and glory to God with our life, that is not something that is going to happen by accident. It is something that has to be done on purpose. Let's be honest, we get distracted. Uh, we get focused on what satisfies us. Uh, we get focused by the cares of life in this world. But if we're going to truly bring honor to God, we've got to determine in our heart, I want to bring honor to God today. I want to bring honor to God with my actions. I want to bring honor to God with my, with my words. I want to bring honor to God as I interact with people. I, I just want to with my thoughts. I want to honor Him In order to honor Him, we need to have a life of praise and a life of thanksgiving. I remind you of a definition of thanksgiving. The act of rendering thanks or expressing gratitude for favor or mercies. It is an act of giving thanks. An act of rendering thanks. It is something that should be part of the Christian's life. Uh, and we must realize that our thanksgiving is going to lead to praise. We are commanded to be thankful. You know, it's just common courtesy to say thank you. Uh, we, as, as parents rear their children, it's, I say, somebody, somebody does something, gives something to their child, whether it's them or somebody else, I say thank you. There's been many a child get a whooping because they didn't say thank you. Uh, say thank you. No, do we don't say thank you. Um, it's, it's common courtesy. It's something that a parent wants to instill in their child at a young age. But let's use that comparison to our Heavenly Father and us as His children. I wonder if we say thank you as we should, as we require that child to say thank you. It's something that we should do. Likewise, this Bible speaks, speaks in numerous places, including our text tonight, of giving praise to God. And I'm going to remind us of some things about praise this evening, but thanksgiving and praise both should be, need to be, if we're truly going to bring honor to God, must be in evident and in the life of a Christian. We should be people of common courtesy, and express gratitude to others. But thankfulness begins with the proper perspective of God. That's why in Psalms 100, we're reminded, in verse 3, Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. I wonder if if in the life of many Christians, uh, we don't give thanks to God because we've forgotten that He has made us. Uh, Well, I don't need to think because, well, we, we, we think that we... We have brought everything upon ourselves. We must always, always, always remind ourselves that God has created us. God is worthy of our thankfulness. God is worthy of our praise. And we should not look through the lens of our life through our view, but do the best we can to look through the lens of His view. What does He expect of me? And certainly he expects thanksgiving and praise. I'll give you the outline tonight with, with this in mind. In, in verse number 4, where they enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. The two are together. Be thankful unto him. There's our thanksgiving. And bless his name. There's our praise. Thanksgiving and praise go together. I preached on this Sunday, and I'll not preach it again, but when you begin to give thanks to God, it puts you in a mood, in a mode of praise. It puts you, you because you can't, when you start think, being thankful, it's a submission. It, it's an acknowledgment that there is one that you must give thankfulness to, and there's one that you has, has been benevolent to you, and it puts you in focus on Him. And I don't know about you, friend, but when I think about God for, for just a short amount of time, it puts me in the mode to praise because of who God is. Now let me, with this in mind, thanksgiving and praise, let me mention first of all, number one, there is the, a requirement for true thanksgiving. If we're thankful, it'll put us in the mood of praise. God wants to be praised. Might I say God deserves to be praised? So I want to I I do what is necessary in my life To put me in an attitude of praise, to get me to a place where I am going to do what God is worthy of, of, of having, and that's my praise. I am going to do what I am commanded to do as a Christian, and that's praise. So there's a requirement for true thanksgiving in its salvation. How many of you are saved tonight? You're on your way to heaven. That is a true requirement for thanksgiving. No one can be truly thankful unless they realize what they have in their salvation. There's a lot in this world to be thankful for, no matter whether you're saved or lost. I, I think if we live in this great nation, we ought to be thankful that we live in this great nation. Well, if we have good health, we ought to be thankful. Let me just say, if you have any health, you ought to be thankful for your health. Well, if you've got a roof over your head, it may have holes in it, But you still have a roof over your head. I mean, we we throw away more food in America than than in other nations they eat. There's a lot to be thankful for. But when you put in perspective of being a child of God, this is all temporal down here, and you think of that place called heaven. Oh, that's something to be thankful for, isn't it? You think of the fact that as a child of God this evening, you will never give an account of your sins. They are under the blood. When God looks at your record and my record, He doesn't see my sins. He doesn't see your sins. He sees the perfect record of His Son. A lost man, a lost woman cannot understand thanksgiving like you and I can understand it because we know what it is to be saved. We know what it is to be redeemed. Uh, we run into, we see this world, and we realize that how unthankful so many people are. But if they're lost without Christ, they can't really truly understand what Thanksgiving really is. And I remind you what I, I reminded you on Sunday, that before Thanksgiving was a day on our calendar, Thanksgiving was on the pages of Scripture. Written to His children, it's just a reflection of the fact that, West we were founded as a Christian nation, but long before it was part of our American tradition, it was a command, it was talked about on the pages of Scripture as an acknowledgement to our God. And so therefore, in, unless someone is saved, they cannot truly get a, a, the picture of what real Thanksgiving is. And might I add tonight, before I, I move any further, uh, as a child of God... We can understand, we, we understand what it is to be thankful. We should not live by the will of God in the area of thanksgiving. When's the last time you thought about your salvation? truly really been thankful for it. Uh, as we focus the next few days on thanksgiving, I don't think there's anything wrong with setting aside time to, to remind ourselves what we, what we have to be thankful for. I think we got to do it more frequently matter of fact, I'd, I'd be for once a week. I'd have turkey and dressing once a week if I'm all in favor. It's, it's carried. It's, it's done. Um, but the requirement for true thanksgiving is salvation. It doesn't matter, friend, how bad you have it down here. If you're saved, you've got something to be thankful for. If You're saved, you should never have to think very long about what it is to be thankful for. So, number one, there's a requirement for thanksgiving. Number two, I want to mention some hindrances of thanksgiving. If we're reminded in Psalms 100 about a joyful noise and serving the Lord with gladness, coming to His presence with singing, you know, when you have a thankful heart, when you have a with praise in your heart, you're more ready to sing. And we're, we, we discuss thanksgiving in, in praise in verse number four. We must, therefore, consider for a moment that there are some hindrances of thanksgiving. I'm going to mention just a few of them, certainly there's more than this, but there's a couple that I want to mention to us tonight, and that one is a comparison to others. The Bible speaks much about comparing yourself to someone else, comparing your talents to someone else's perceived talents, comparing your opportunities to somebody else's opportunities. Comparing what you have to what they have. We do this with talent. We do this with ability. We do this with, with financial means. We do this with health. We do this with circumstances. And truth of the matter is, we must be reminded that God made every one of us unique and is planned in his perfection in the mind of God because it's what He designed we ought to be thankful for what God has done for us. Uh, many times there are Christians, you have, we have more to be thankful for than we realize It's because we're paying too much attention to what's going on with somebody else. We compare, and by the way, I touched on this Sunday morning in Sunday school, I hate to bring this up again, but you're looking at what somebody posted on social media, that's not reality. You know, we, don't, we put our happy face on our perfect life on. Life is so, you know, but you don't know the hurt that's behind that. You don't know the struggle that's behind that. I'm only saying that as one example. We've got to be very careful, even looking around the church house, and saying, well, if I had their situation, I'd be more thankful. Are you saved? Well, you have your salvation. That's something to be thankful for. But a hindrance of thanksgiving is we compare ourselves to others. God loves you. God cares for you. Whether or not you even thought about Him today, He thought of you. Whether or not you took the time to consider where your next meal is going to come from, God thought about it. You may not even be thinking about how your needs are going to be met in the next month or the next year, but God's already thinking about it. Don't compare what you have or what you don't have to what somebody else, because what you're going to do is you're going to be looking and you're going to be perceiving what, what, what you think you have to have. But friend, let me tell you something. If you, let me tell you what you got to have to, to praise God. You just got to have a breath in your body and you can praise God. A hindrance to Thanksgiving is a comparison to others. Another hindrance to Thanksgiving is focusing on the negative more than the positive. You don't have to raise your hand because I already know the answer. How many of you have something negative that has happened in your life or is in your life? I'm looking at who's sitting next to you, and I, I know some of you can say an affirmative yes. The book of Ecclesiastes reminds us that if we live, we got problems. Because that's what life will bring us. From the fall of man in the Garden of Eden, it's imperfection. Sin has ruined this world. Sin has ruined everything. And we're all going to have burdens. We're all going to have heartaches. We're all going to have disappointments. If you don't have now experienced any of those things, we're reminded, again, the book of Ecclesiastes, just give us some time. Because that is life. In life, there are negatives and positives, to put it in that context. There are mountaintops and there are valleys. There are burdens and there are blessings. No matter what you see in the life of someone else, that exists in every single life. And we are still, with our blessings, commanded to be thankful with our with our with our with our burdens, commanded to be thankful. Mountain but even in valleys, we are commanded that while we are in valleys to be thankful. We are commanded that when we are have have we have uh, sorrows in, in in circumstances that are that, that are sorrowful, we are still commanded to give thanksgiving. Well, Pastor, if you if you knew what God's allowed my life, you'd understand why I, I'm, I'm negative. No, I don't understand it. I don't understand it from the concept that God has said that He is worthy and He is of thanksgiving. I'm trying to help all of us tonight because there are some hindrances. We, we look at the negative. All of us have had things in our life that, boy, they burden us now. But what are you going to continue to focus on? You know, some of you had your heart broken 17 years ago. Don't you think it's time to focus on all the blessings that have taken place in those 17 years? Don't you think it's, it's, fine, it's time to find the blessings that God has bestowed? I read this illustration. I think it, it applies. Some, 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 it, it, the illustration is, is a man, he's on a boat, he's complaining about the color of the boat. He, he complains because the cabins are not designed for comfort. He complains because the meals served don't taste very good when you're in the middle of the ocean in a storm, you ought to be thankful that a boat is designed to keep you on top of the water. And we, I believe, we all are guilty at this at some point of our life of just focusing on the negative and not the positive. We've already talked about salvation. There's nothing more positive than that. The truth of the matter is, no matter what you have experienced in your life, no matter what disappointment you have faced, no matter how many tears you have shed, no matter what burdens you carry right now, there's enough good in your life for you to stop and say thank you. Often we look at other Christians and we say, how, they've gone through that. Why are they, I could never respond that way. Well, maybe they're just focusing on the positive instead of the negative. It doesn't mean they don't have any negative So there's some hindrances to thanksgiving. We compare ourselves to others' situation. We focus on the negative instead of the positive. Now, number three, I want to give you some reasons for thanksgiving. We've considered some hindrances. We've already mentioned the requirement for true thanksgiving, but let me give you some reasons for thanksgiving. The First reason is this. We We ought to be thankful, have a thankful heart, and the first reason for thanksgiving is for you. For yourself. Being thankful will help you. Having a thankful heart will, will help you. Determining that you are going to stop... And, and there are times when we have to... Just like glorifying God each and every day of our life is not something that happens on accident. You've got to decide to do it. You don't always feel physically good in your day. You don't always feel on topside and say, well, I'm going I'm I'm to grab a hold of my day and I'm just going to accomplish everything. No, we don't always feel that way. There's some things that we have to determine to do and thanksgiving is one of them. Having a thankful heart is one of them. And it will change you for you to say for yourself, you are going to be thank, thankful. You cannot, you cannot experience thanksgiving as we're, we talk about tonight without acknowledging God. So you being thankful is going to force you to acknowledge God in your life on a daily basis. And realize that every action that you take place in has to be with Him in mind. Say, well, Pastor, we're Christians. Don't don't we we acknowledge God every day? You'd be surprised, and let's be honest, how busy life gets. We just jump from one challenge to the next without stopping to acknowledge God. Uh, Being thankful will help you, not only for yourself, another reason for Thanksgiving is for others. Uh, We are to be a light in this world. Do we know that? Certainly are. We're to be different. Why? Because we belong, we belong to Him. We're saved. We are different. You realize you can't help being... If you're saved tonight, you can't help being different? That's why I do not understand the most miserable person in, a, in the world is a Christian trying to be like the world because they can't. Because they're different. They're always going to know, I hate to tell you. It don't matter how much you try, act like them, talk like them, dress like them, go to places. They're always good. Why? Because you are different. You know what this world needs to see? It needs to see Christians that are different. But different in their thanksgiving. Let me ask you a question. Do those around you perceive your heavenly father to be a cruel tyrant or a benevolent father? Think about it. Your spirit, your thankfulness, your heart with those around you who may not know God, based on your complaining, based on whether or not you're quick to give praise, based upon whether or not you're, you're ready to acknowledge God, would they perceive that your God is just a cruel tyrant or is he truly a benevolent father? Well, I know what I want the answer to be in my life. I want people, when they see my life and they, they're around me and they know me, I want them to get the perception that my God, because He is, is a benevolent Father who loves His children, who wants to do for them. I wonder if this world thinks that our God is just cruel and mean. He's not. But I'm afraid sometimes we give that perception because we're quick to complain. We're quick to blame. We're slow to give God glory and honor and credit. we ought to be thankful. We ought to have thanksgiving for others, for those around us. So that they are aware. You know, that's that's one of the, the ways that, that 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 God can draw men God does draw men to him, the lost man to him, he drew you, he drew he, he drew me. One way he does that is through the light that shines through his children. And if a if a, if a Christian's always complaining, why in the world? A Christian can't find nothing to be thankful for? Why in the world does what a lost man want? What you have, what I have. They, they're complaining too. It, it, I guess it really isn't any different uh, for others. And then the third reason I'll give you tonight for Thanksgiving, it's not just for yourself and not just for others, but for God. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. I don't... I almost said, I don't know that we can do this. I know we can't do this, but we should try. Our pr- we should try with our praise to match the greatness of God. You ever been to a ball game? Been to a college football game? Something to the equivalent? And when there's a great play, everybody stands and cheers. This might even take place in your own home. The better the play, the quieter the crowd. Oh, no. The louder the crowd. How good has God been to you? Well, how loud you cheered? How many blessings has He bestowed on you? I, we're not capable because... We, don't, true, we can't truly fathom the greatness of God in this flesh that we have. But based on what we do know about God, is our praise to Him, is it, is it, is it an attempt to match His greatness, His 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 goodness? Oh, we have reasons to be thankful. We have reasons. We can list our, our list of God has done this for me, and God has done this for me, and God has done this for me, and I'm thankful for the, for the sky, and I'm thankful for the trees, and I, I'm thankful for my health, and I'm thankful for God's provision, and I'm, I'm thankful for all the things that we have to be thankful for. That, that is true, and that is necessary. But in this context, we ought to be thankful and have a heart of thanksgiving for ourselves because it's going to keep us more in tune with Him for others so that others can see that we've got a good God. We've got a great God. Well, look at what they're going through, and they're still talking about how good God is. Look at what's going on in this world and all the uncertainty, and they still have, have peace and joy and just want to talk about how good God is. It has an effect on others around you. But, friend, God is worthy to be praised. He is, he is, he is deserving of our praise. And if for some reason you can't do it for yourself, if some reason you can't do it for somebody else, you can't come up with the excuse that is valid of why our great God is not worthy of praise. We ought to have a heart of thanksgiving for Him because He's worthy of our thanksgiving. You wouldn't let your small child receive something for someone else without telling them say thank you it is now according to that clock 7:13 which clues in some of you how much time i have left i bring that up because our day is quickly approaching a close have you found time today To be thankful. I promise you, I don't care what you face today. God's worthy for you to stop and acknowledge He's given you another day, He's given you another opportunity. We breathe His air, we live on His earth uh, for Him. For him, you re- Do you do realize that when we all get to heaven one day, what we're going to do for all of eternity? We're going to praise him. We ought to stop and find some time today. Lord, I'm, I'm, I didn't accomplish everything I wanted to accomplish today, but I, I thank you for the day. Lord, I still have some needs, and I know you're aware of that, but I want to thank you for what you have done for me. God, I, I've got this burden that you're very aware of, and and it's heavy, and... And Lord, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to deal with it, but, but I want to thank you for the fact that you're aware of it. Uh, give us this day our daily bread, but how many times are we thankful? Have we said stopped and said thank you? More than just a formality of thank you for this food. So there's reasons for thanksgiving. And we get to number four, and finally, we have looked at verse number four and enter into his Gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. There's the connection, thanksgiving and praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. There's the connection, again, thanksgiving and praise. The first three statements, or first three points, if you will, tonight, all deal with thanksgiving, the requirement for true thanksgiving, hindrances of thanksgiving, reasons for thanksgiving. Now, number four, I want us to look at this... The phrase in the middle of verse four, and into His courts with praise. And we look at the fourth statement tonight. I want to give. You, I want to focus on that state statement, that phrase, into His courts with praise. We ought to enter into His presence. We ought to enter into our communication, our prayer, our awareness with praise. In order to do that, we have to have that heart of thanksgiving and. We should, that's why you cannot manufacture praise. That's why this, this, this contemporary emergent worship, and, and we're going we're to have a... No, 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 you can't manufacture it. That's, that's an appeal to the flesh, a celebration of the flesh. But when you have a thankful heart... It will get you in tune with the, with the Spirit of God to what God has done for you. You have to have thanksgiving to truly have praise. And the reason why a lot of Christians don't praise is they're not truly thankful. Or they haven't taken the time to acknowledge thanks. But I just want to mention very quickly just, just three areas in, in this mindset of praise and how we Praise how we have a life of praise. My goal as a Christian is not just to celebrate Thanksgiving on on the last Thursday of the month of November, but daily to practice Thanksgiving, to have a life of Thanksgiving and thankfulness, be quick to offer thanks to my God. And in doing so, I will also have a heart or a mindset of praise. Because in order for me to give thanks to my God, I've got to put my focus on God. I've got to acknowledge what God has done for me. What well, you think about God for any length of time, it ought to lead the child of God to get in the spirit of praise. And that's why just as a side note, go to God with your requests, go to God with your needs, but we ought to have a time where we just go to God to talk to God about God about how good He is and how much we appreciate what He's done and we praise Him for who He is and praise Him for what He's done. And just think about all the attributes of God. If you're having a hard time filling up five minutes of prayer, try this. You may not have five minutes worth of requests to make, but you can come up with five minutes of praise. And if you really set it aside and you really start thinking about God and all of His attributes and, 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 and all that He's done oh, you'll have no problem, no problem thinking about the praise that you ought to offer. But very quickly, as we conclude tonight with this mindset of praise and this attitude of praise and entering into his courts of praise, how do we do this? We do it, first of all, with the mind. What are you thinking on? The success and the failure of a Christian begins in the mind. In this area and in every area. There's a lot of, now I'll use this as an illustration, I've used it before, there are a lot of Christians who are still sitting on the church pew, but their mind has pitched their tent towards Sodom. It starts in the mind. If you're going to do the right things, it starts in the mind. A lot of times, we, 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 doing wrong is what we say the wrong thing, but a lot of times doing right is just not saying anything. How do we get to that place? It starts in the mind. I need to think about my response. Praise begins with the mind. What are you thinking on? We have problems. We think about them, don't we? We have failures. We think about them, don't we? We have things that we have to accomplish. We, we think about those things, don't we? Anybody here ever have a disappointment? We, we tend to think on that. We must discipline ourselves to in our mind, think on our God. Think on His goodness. It must be in your mind, because the second area that we praise Him is with the mouth. We're not going to express it with the mouth unless we first think of it in our mind. Now, I know some are very good at speaking before they think. But in this area of our life, we must think before we speak. Because if we are speaking before we think, I promise you that every single time that takes place, it is a carnal reaction as opposed to a spiritual one. Because it's just we're repetuous. But if we are going to express with our mouth, and we should, we must first have those thoughts of praise in our mind. Think on these things. While I was musing, the fire burned. Whatsoever things are. The Bible says much about what we think on. And when it comes to praise, we ought to meditate and dwell and think on the goodness of God, and it's okay to be thinking about how good God is. It's okay, and that's why, as a child of God, if we are truly going to be successful in this area, from you cannot live and not shut out the things of this world if we are going to accomplish what we need to accomplish even in this area, when it comes to thanksgiving and praise. I'm not even talking about, certainly carnal things apply, but I'm just talking about there's some things that we've got to come to a place in our life. It's more important that I'm thinking about Him than I think about these other things. We, with the mind, what are we thinking on? And then we must express, express it with our mouth. Uh, it's, it's good for you to express your praise With your voice. Now, you may be a little reserved, and that's okay. As I've mentioned before, I'll mention again the Spirit of God is not gonna speak to anybody and have them disrupt the service for everybody else. That's not what I'm talking about. But you know, sometimes you get blessed and you gotta say, Amen. Uh, That's expressing it with your voice. Uh, you know, it's a, it could be a very profitable time when you're driving that car by yourself. And I, 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 I hope my car's not bugged. Because it says, make a joyful noise, I've decided I'll do that in private. Because everybody around me, it's not joyful. I don't miss many church services, and, and, and certainly most of the time if I do, I'm going to end up preaching somewhere else, and so this doesn't apply, but every once in a while, uh, we're, we're not here for some reason, and I'm not preaching, and I'm sitting next to my wife during the song service, and she's like, just go back on up there. I don't, you know. But I can't tell you how many times I've been driving in my car, and what I've been thinking on, I've had to express and it's. I have to express it with my voice. I'm. I'm a thinker. It's my. It's my. It's the way God made me. I. 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 I can think. I can. I can internalize. I can discern. I can come up, but every once in a so I can. I can. I don't have to have noise. I I start thinking about the goodness of God? And every once in a while, I've got an audible eyes. You know, you can have some time by yourself for you with your voice. Praise God. Ooh, sometimes I hear good news and I just got to say, "Oh, praise God!" And now the person who's just checking out my groceries is like, "Okay, we got one of them on us. This is about one get one free." Praise God! We're having tacos two nights in a row. What's your reaction? Are we as quick to praise Him as we are to complain? Use your voice and then thoroughly when it comes to praise, praise Him with the heart. What I mean by this is I sit with the mind. What are you thinking on? With the mouth, do you express your praise. With the heart, I think of your devotion to Him. How devoted are you to your God? My... Heart. Your heart. Does he have your heart? Are you devoted? And what I mean by that, we can circle all the way back around to the beginning. And do we decide on a daily basis? Because you're going to do what your heart is into. You're going to do what is important to you. And if we are truly going to offer Him the praise as we should offer Him, as it's connected with that thanksgiving, it's got to come from the heart. You know, we got to spend we got to spend time thinking about what we should be thanking Him for. Thanksgiving and praise. Well, I, you know I know I'm supposed to. We fail as Christians as praise, and we've let the those who take uh, they 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 misapply Scripture, they twist Scripture. We've let them, uh, you know, because they do things in an unscriptural way, and we say, well, no, we still we praise is a Bible thing. Thanksgiving and praise go hand in hand. If you want to be a Christian that praises Him as He is worthy to be praised and as you need to praise Him, then we must get and address the, the idea of thanksgiving. If you're saved tonight, you've got the requirement for true thanksgiving. Are there some things hindering you from your thanksgiving? Are you, are you too busy looking at what's going on in somebody else's life to realize what God has done in your life? Are we too focused tonight on the negatives that take place in life, and by the way, that happen in everybody's life? Then, we we're distracted by taking the time to think about what God has done for us. We ought to express our thanksgiving for ourselves, for others, for Him. And then that leads us to praise. Let's be focused on our thanksgiving. Wonderful time. Thanksgiving holidays, a wonderful time. But as I have already said tonight and I've said before, thanksgiving in the life of a Christian should not be an annual event it should be a daily occurrence. Have you found time to be thankful to Him today? How about tomorrow? Will you find time to be thankful to Him? Thursday? Friday? Every day? Let's be a people of Thanksgiving. Father, I.